Hi, SPS, great to be with you. We're gonna dive into Matthew today, uh, to Matthew 28, the Great Commission, another one of the appearances of Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, uh, along with other appearances that he made, some of them to individuals, real specific uh, individual encounters, uh, others to groups. Uh, this is the 11, but there was other bigger groups as well. Uh, all that to say that, that Jesus encountered people in lots of different situations, just like we are in now. So whether you're on your own uh, watching this or whether you're in a group, and for us as a group who are scattered uh, far and wide, um, let's just pray now that God like, brings our attention to what he wants to say to us today. Jesus, thank you that you died for us, that you are the risen one, you have risen to new life, that you are alive today. I pray that you would be known among us and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray bear fruit amongst us. Uh, that, is, that, that really does give us more faith, more hope, more love, Lord. And wherever we've felt just that those things decrease in any way, top us up, Lord Jesus, that we would be full to overflowing of your goodness and your life, which you offer to us. Amen. Okay, so um, let's read. Let's read first. This is from verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is such an amazing passage, and there is so much that we could say about it. I'm just going to pull out two really simple things. Uh, my first is this. Disciples, listen. Now, we have a bit of a problem with listening, don't we, these days? Um, and uh, that's not a, a new problem. Um, actually, we live in an age of distraction. You know, that's, that's what it gets coined as. But actually, people have struggled to listen for a long time, and especially to listen to God. Psalm 95 says, today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. And actually, we, we live in a time when our hearts can get really uh, hardened to the voice of God because there are so many competing voices or because of our own kind of internal struggle with stuff. But Jesus is the one who comes and is able to touch your heart, to soften it so that you can hear him. And Jesus loves to speak to us. This is the reality. I don't know how easy you find it to listen to God, but, but one of the tasks of a disciple is to continually learn to listen to God. This is, this is not something that just happens overnight. It's something that we can practice and grow in and that Jesus wants to develop in us. You know, Jesus talks about himself as the good shepherd and he says that the sheep know his voice. Uh, we are to be the, the people who are like sheep following the good shepherd. The one who, if we, get, if we run off, he'll come after us and he'll find us. Uh, but we are the one who can hear his voice. Now, one of the most profound questions for me uh, in all of the scriptures, uh, like that is literally there in the text, is, is, um, is right there at the beginning. And is, is from God's mouth 
Uh, and it is this question, where are you? you know, God says it to Adam and Eve uh, just after the fall, when his relationship that was established with them had been broken. And God is the one who says, where are you? I really believe that actually that's one of the primary things that we need to, to listen to today, uh, that we need to listen to God's voice, which says, where are you? And to know that he's not asking us that uh, out of accusation because we uh, like need to be ashamed. On, on the contrary, you know, the context of that, that verse from the psalm, do, today if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart, is, is from a place where God says uh, to Israel, um, ev- like basically, even though you're terrified, do not be afraid. I will go ahead of you and will fight for you. This is what God wants to say to you uh, as you listen to him. He wants to say, I am with you. I will fight for you. You don't have to be afraid. So number one, disciples listen. Number two, disciples go. So disciples are called, like that is the the very simple fact of this passage in the Great Commission, but it is emphasised right throughout Jesus' ministry. He is constantly sending disciples off. First of all, he's equipping them and then he's sending them. He he doesn't just like kind of um, gather people and continue to gather them in one uh, growing kind of gathering. Stay here and everything will be okay. Uh -uh. He's going like on a mission. And uh, mission is just the Latin word for for sent. And and Jesus, this sent word is is the word apostle. And the 11 are the 11 apostles because they are the first 11 that are are sent. Uh, They are the sent ones. And and this is the pattern that we see throughout scripture that, that God sends Jesus, that Jesus sends us, and at the same time, sends his Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers for that because we're going to look at Pentecost coming up very soon. Uh, but, but then he sends his Spirit to be with us as we are then a sent people to the nations of the world. And this word nations is actually really interesting too because it's the, the Greek word ethne, which means tribes. And uh, we are sent to all of the tribes. So disciples go to the tribes. And today we see tribes all over the place. Like the Western world is now so divided up into tribes. You know, we we follow this person or we're part of this subculture or this is the people that I just feel really at at home with. Those those places are our tribes. uh, And we are called as Christians to go and to work out what does good news look like for these tribes? What does it look like for your tribe? And you know, we're called at the moment, aren't we, by the government, uh, rightly so, to stay at home, to, 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 to live within those restrictions that mean that coronavirus can't um, totally uh, take over and overwhelm uh, the means that we have to care for those uh, who, are, who have coronavirus. But um, we, even in a time when we're called to stay home, Jesus is calling us to gather to go to and gather tribes, to gather people, to gather groups. And we're doing that, right? In SPS, we're seeing groups form, and I'm so incredibly encouraged. Like, please continue 
uh, to be good disciples for one another, uh, to go to one another in, in terms of being in your group and of supporting one another and of looking out for the one and of, and of doing those things. But we are also part of this bigger picture. Now, there are 2.2 billion Christians in the world today. And that is because the disciples said yes to this call of Jesus to go and to proclaim his message to all nations, to all tribes. Now, we can always summarise it that that a lot of what Jesus asks us to do is just hear and obey, to, to listen and go where he tells us to go. And the reality is that the disciples, you know, they have somewhere to go. Uh, Jesus tells them to, to go uh, to specific places. And we see amazing examples of that throughout history, uh, missionary movements and people who have given their lives to go and give the good news to others. Uh, but actually for us today, we also need to remember that, that, that the call to discipleship can be really domestic. Now, what does it mean for me to be good news to my family, to my spouse, to my, to my kids, to my friends? What does it mean for me to, to not just be a good friend, but to encourage like healthy friendship amongst my peers uh, or wherever I find myself? What does it mean to be a disciple and to make disciples in my workplace? And of course, like what does it mean in the current climate in the ways in which we're having to limit our, our, ourselves uh, today, what does it mean for us to go? Well, I think for me, it brings us back to this, this first place, this first place with, with Jesus where he calls us to listen. He calls us to, to, to listen to him and to spend time with him and, and to be with him in order to then go out. I've actually come to think that, that actually the, the call to go can, can only happen out of the overflow of our relationship with Jesus. A friend of mine uh, worked uh, for an amazing uh, kind of mission uh, like organisation and uh, that, that was based in, is based in Hong Kong and, uh, and he uh, met a guy uh, who I'm just going to tell you a little story about because I just feel like it, it really uh, like brings something, um, uh, fleshes this out for us. That, that Sanchez was uh, a Nepalese uh, young man who had been in prison uh, lots of different times. He, he'd grown up in, in gang culture uh, and, um, and he found himself in prison again one day. Now, in, in prison, he... This was a really bad prison that he was in and he, he didn't get any visitors. In fact, I think he'd lost contact with his family. And here, uh, in the midst of uh, his sentence, um, he began to pray. Now, he was from a polytheistic uh, like uh, culture, so he, he just started to kind of, one by one, pray through the different gods that he'd heard about. And, and over those days, like nothing, nothing happened. And, and he was totally trapped in that place. And he was desperate. And uh, I just have to gather myself for this last bit. Uh, he, he then remembered uh, somebody talking about Jesus. And he prayed to Jesus, Jesus, come and help me. And then... Um, that, that day, 
a guard knocked on his door and uh, said to him, you've got a visitor. He never got any visitors. And so he went to this place and he, and to meet his visitors. There were two of them. And he sat down with them and they said, hi, we are Christians. And we were listening to God and we felt that he'd, he had said to come and to speak to you today. Sanchez then went on to give his life to, to Jesus and, um, and through ups and downs uh, knew him and became a disciple uh, of him. I wonder what it looks like for us to believe that Jesus can transcend uh, that feeling of being trapped in order to liberate us. I wonder what it means for us to be the people who can be an answer to other people's prayers, to, to ring them when we're prompted, uh, to become attentive to the prompts that God gives us. We, as we have the opportunity to, to get to know Jesus day by day, to go deeper with him, can live in a place where overflowing from that, Others might hear the good news and become disciples and followers of Jesus. And Jesus is, is, is good news and he has good news for you. And Jesus says that you are not alone. He has come to seek and save the lost. So for some of you, you need to hear that today in the places where you feel alone and trapped. You need to know that God is ready to speak to you. Are you ready to listen to him? And others, you need to know that God is prompting you to go in a new way, to look for a tribe, to, to gather, uh, to share the good news, to be a good friend. Be a disciple who listens, be a disciple who goes. And you know, here at SPS, you know, we have this amazing vision to make disciples, to transform communities, to plant churches, and all of these will only happen out of the overflow of our spending time with God, our getting to know Jesus, and our, um, our, our relationship with him, uh, full of all of that doubt and the tension that we have to work through and our own issues. But, but when we allow Jesus to lead us, the, the overflow of that is that we then uh, can make disciples. And the overflow of making disciples is that communities, whole communities, get transformed. And the overflow of transforming communities is that a church emerges, that church can get planted and will multiply. You know, the church is absolutely uh, like uh, got in its DNA this, this urge to grow and be fruitful. But Jesus says, like John 15, abide in me and then you'll bear fruit. So I wonder now if we will just take a few moments. I think as, as we just uh, allow a worship song, uh, this worship song to just hold us in this moment, just, just why don't you invite the Holy Spirit to come now and to open up your ears to listen afresh to Jesus, to hear his voice but also invite the Holy Spirit to give you help to know how to go and to be good news for people around you. Mm -hmm.